Good morning. Hey, you know, um, so two months ago, uh, I spoke to a camera. <laughs> two months later, here I am speaking to what, about 30 people. So I just think we're getting better at this thing, right? I mean, isn't this, you know, I know. I was like, when is this stuff going to end? But, you know, it's a progress. And uh, hey, look at us. Now we're back together. When we were wondering, when are we ever going to get back together? So just like Jeremy said, we're in this series actively being with and responding to the Holy Spirit. So the message for this morning is God is speaking to us. So let's just dive right on into it, right? So in Genesis, you know, Genesis is this book, the first book of the Bible. It's called the book of beginnings. That's what Genesis means. And you know, you've read it, <clears throat> chapter 1. It's the verses 26 and 27 where God says, Hey, let us make man in our image, right? You've read that before. And in our image, let's, so he, he did, he makes them in his image. In the very next verse, it says, and God spoke to them. So, I mean, right off the bat, we have our Heavenly Father, we have Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit, we have the Creator creating the first two humans and speaking to them. He wastes no time. He initiates it. He engages them and speaks to them. And the next verse kind of adds, it says, and then God said, and he continues to speak. He instructs them. He gives them uh, insight. He communicates. This is what I want you to do. Here's your freedom. Here's your limitations. I'm with you. I love you. You're my creation. And God speaks to them. Now, as we go a little bit into, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, Old Testament, in Numbers chapter 11, is a situation with Moses. And um, there were some people that were prophesying in the camp there, the Israeli camp. They'd come out of Egypt. They're on their way to the promised land. And um, Moses' attendants come running up to him and are saying, Moses, they're prophesying. Stop them. I mean, in other words, you know, you're the guy. You hear God for us. And Moses makes this statement. He says, I wish that all of God's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on all of them. I mean, I mean, prophecy, prophetic ministry, when you boil it right down to it in its most simplistic form is you, you're hearing and then you're communicating in ministry what you're hearing. I mean, that's it, basically. And, but it starts with hearing. And so when... These guys are saying, wait, Moses, stop, stop them hearing and speaking. Moses says, no, I wish everyone could hear. So I want to go right into Acts chapter 2. This is kind of our hallmark uh, scripture. And I'm just going to read it here. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 18. When the day of Pentecost came, there were they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. 
when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in a bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, well, they have had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, this is the eleven apostles, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, and here it is. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Now, that's just an amazing segment of Scripture because really, here, God fulfills Moses' wish and prayer and hope that until all through the New Testament, I mean, you, it was the prophet person who would hear and then tell the people what God is saying. And Moses says, I wish everyone could hear, not just me. And so... Thousands of years later in time, all of a sudden there's this situation where these, there's 120 Christians are up in this room, probably a room about this size. And all of a sudden there's this wind, you know, like we've been in hurricanes, right? And, it's, and it, just, it just comes down like from up above. And all of a sudden there's these tongues of what looks like flames and they're landing on the heads of the 120 people. And these people start speaking in this other language that they don't know what it is. But somehow God miraculously causes the people outside the room to hear it in their native language. And God is speaking through this gift we call tongues. He, he transfers the tongues to where the people can hear and in this section, I don't have it on the screen, but it says that they said, we hear them proclaiming the wonders of God. And God is communicating to them. And Peter stands up and he says, this which is happening is that prophecy way back in the Old Testament that in the latter days, I, God, am going to pour my spirit out on all people. No longer is it the selected few. It is going to be on everyone. Now, we know this is everyone in Christ. It's not like every person on the planet. That'd be kind of interesting. But the good news is, here we are today. We're in Christ. And God has poured His Spirit upon and what? In us. 
the indwelling Holy Spirit. And the prophet Joel and Peter now begins to say, and what's going to happen is people are going to hear God. They're going to dream. They're going to hear through dreams. They're going to hear through visions. And it's not going to be the select few. It's going to be any gender, male, female, any age, old, young. All are going to hear him speak. And so, there's, I, I think this, this, this prophecy and, and how it was fulfilled and it's still fulfilled today really speaks to more of the younger Christian. For them to know God wants to talk to them. God wants all of us to hear Him. God wants to communicate to every one of us. God wants where we're at. He wants to talk. Just like He did when He created Adam and Eve and He spoke to them. God wants to speak now, today, still. And so, let me just share with you three fundamental ways that we hear. You know this. Number one, the indwelling Holy Spirit. He is in us. In our spirit. We are spirit beings encased in a body. And that's why we're down here in this physical realm. When we, our body dies, we come out of it. And we go into the spirit. We go home to be with Jesus. And the spirit comes in. 1 Corinthians 6. The spirit dwells within our spirit. And the Holy Spirit enables... It, it, I know it sounds like a sci-fi movie. Right? But the Holy Spirit enables our spirit to talk. It bypasses our mind. 1 Corinthians 14, great chapter, talks about tongues, talks about prophecy. And it the Holy Spirit enables us to speak. And so, the indwelling Holy Spirit. Number two, the Bible. The Bible. God speaks through His Word. I hope you're reading the Bible on somewhat of a regular basis. Because God talks to us through that. And number three, he speaks to us through other, other Christians. Jeremy, the teaching team, every time there's a message. You ever been in a message and you just feel like suddenly what was said really hit you? That's him speaking to you, right? How about when we're worshiping, when we feel his presence? That's him speaking through his presence. Telling you, I love you. I'm with you. I'm pleased with what you're doing. I'm with you. How about when we, ask, we sin, we ask forgiveness, we feel that peace? That's his talking to us, telling you it's all okay. We're good now. I've forgiven you. And so, hey, let me ask you this, though. You want to go deeper? You want to go deeper? Listen to this phrase. The Holy Spirit is in the unfamiliar. The Holy Spirit is in the unfamiliar. What does that mean? Let me give you a quick three, few stories. One, uh, Paul and Barnabas, Acts 13. They were leaders in the church. The leaders are praying and all of a sudden there's a, this prophetic word, separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work I've called them to do. What was it? Apostolic ministry, missionary ministry. Had they ever done that before? No. Was it unfamiliar to them? Yep. Were they maybe apprehensive and anxious? Maybe. But guess what? They stepped into it and it changed their lives and the lives of multitude of peoples and Churches were planted everywhere. Philip, chapter 8. We've, I think there was a message a year ago, uh, last year on this. He hears God say, hey, there's a road that goes, there's a desert road, travels from Jerusalem to Gaza. I want you to go south on it. 
Uh, how long? Didn't hear anything. Do I bring any sandwiches in my Gatorade? Didn't hear anything. How long does he travel? 20 minutes? We don't know. Two hours? Mm. But he travels it. Unfamiliar. Uncomfortable. It's hot in the desert, Lord. But he walks it. And all of a sudden, he looks off, he sees his caravan, and the Holy Spirit then speaks and says, uh, go join yourself to that. You know the story. person gets saved. Wow. See, unfamiliar. And uh, so, I don't have time to tell you this wonderful story. I'm going to shorten it. Can I shorten it real quick? There's a person in our church who came through our prophetic ministry three times. The third time the person uh, came through, we were sharing, talking after we finished the ministry. I mean, we know the person. And so this person, uh, we said, so how was it? And the person says, every time I've come in here, I hear the same thing. Uh, when am I going to hear something else? Kind of like, I mean, I kind of think the person was a little frustrated, a little disappointed. And uh, so we started, started engaging this person and talking to the person. And uh, someone said, so like, what's your prayer life? What's your devotional quiet time like? And the person said, it's like always Bible study. I love Bible study. I love getting in the Word. I love digging in the Word. I love researching it. And so we said, well, have you ever thought about like adding to that and doing something different, like something unfamiliar? And uh, the person said, well, I, I'm not really comfortable doing that. I'm comfortable over here in my Bible study. But we said like, like, just talk to him. Have you ever just, have you taken these prophetic words you've gotten and, like, talked to him? And the person's like, no, no. So we challenged the person. A few months later, I think it was around Christmas time, I saw the person and I said, hey, you know when you came through, how's it going? The person said, well, you know, it's been challenging, but I have started to do that. And actually, it's opened things up for me. And I kind of like it now. Few months later, I was talking to this person, and the person said, she, this person had a dream. God gave this person a dream and showed this person the future of where this person was going to go. What happened? Stepping into the unfamiliar. Listen, the least, the way that you hear God the least is the way you need to actually go pursue him in that way. The, way that, the ways you're not hearing him well are the ones you actually need to go after. You need to step into the unfamiliar. And so I think this kind of speaks to some of us older Christians. You know, we plateau. We get some knowledge. We grow. And we, if we don't keep going up, we plateau. And now we're just plateauing. And it's like every time you hear a sermon, it's like, yeah, I've heard that before. I mean, we just kind of subconsciously think that. But you know what? The Holy Spirit is in the unfamiliar and wants to take you to the unfamiliar this morning, okay? I want to just encourage you with that. We can hear God in deeper ways if we open ourselves up to more than just what we know. So let me give you some practical tips. Number one, this week, ponder on the whole concept of God speaking to you. What is your gut feeling? Not your thoughts. What do you feel with that? Are you afraid? Are you excited? What are your thoughts? Do you think you must be more holy and consecrated? For example, I must change first. Or simply more hungry, meaning 
I really just need to seek him more about that. Okay? So spend some time this week pondering about that. And here's the second one. Ask Jesus to take you deeper into hearing him speak to you. But don't tell him how you want to take you higher. Let him choose that. Simply ask him throughout the week, take me higher, Lord. I want to go deeper. And asking him also, this is important, to help you discern when he's doing it so you can consciously walk with him into it. Okay? Some good tips? All right. Jeremy, I'm going to ask you to come on up and, uh, and lead us into communion.